0: employees how they respond to a coaching culture the good the bad and the ugly
1: welcome to coaching for potential with rory roland join national presenter and consultant rory roland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me, my friend. I'm glad you're here to Mm -hmm. talk about the power of coaching and how it can really uh, improve your organization and yourself.
0: Absolutely. It can make huge differences. And I've even had people tell me stories recently about how it's been used and they take these skills and it makes an impact in their marriage. It makes an impact with their kids. So it's just a, a great skill that you can use really almost anywhere. I mean, it's just communication tools, all mm-hmm. this. And it's just a better way to communicate with people by asking questions rather than just telling them what you think or what they should do or how to go about that.
1: But there are some challenges, which you're, the title today is The Good, the Bad,
0: and the Ugly. Exactly Do-do-do-do. right. <laughs> <laughs> it is The Good, the Bad, the Ugly of, of coaching of cultures. Coaching. And, and and it's just, you know, these are some of the scenarios that some of my clients have kind of told me. Obviously, I have changed the names to Protect the Innocent. I Actually, I'm not going to use <laughs> their names good. at all. But they're just real live examples of what managers have seen with, with their coaching culture mm-hmm. and, and how they work about it.
1: And just as you go through there, through these, mm-hmm. it's important because coaching can really have an impact, but there are some um, speed bumps along the way, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to identify some of those, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you do in some of the other podcasts as well. Is right. When you when you run, run into a challenge, how to overcome those, right. using, making sure you have the right culture. Because culture, um, it's the hardest thing in the world to change in, in any organization. Right. Uh, most organizations think they can just do a training session or do a memo or something. <laughs> Am I right?
0: I oh, love leading by memo. Yeah, right. And we that just, was a famous book. It did so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we changed the
1: culture. I sent a memo. Did you I, not read the memo?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know why they're not selling. I changed the incentive plan. I sent them an email. They should, you know, be doing right, things differently right. now. Right. Yeah, it just so it's a it's a tough thing, and if
1: anybody is having any uh, difficulties mm-hmm. with changing your culture, then you must be doing something right because it is a tough thing to do.
0: It's right? incredibly difficult. Uh, but I love. I was listening to a, a podcast, and I forget which one it was, but they had a great story on there, and um, she was talking about culture and how the senior management team worked together, and uh, they they had a discussion, and and she said, "Has anybody ever listened or read the back of a shampoo bottle?" And you know, no, and then finally. You know, someone goes, it says, rinse, repeat. She goes, that's culture. Okay. Yeah. You got to do it and you got to repeat it. Right. And you got to do it and you got to repeat right. it. And You got to do it. And you got to repeat it. It just doesn't happen overnight and it takes time. But if you do like one, one percent incremental growth, I've got a client and they were, you know, very, very poor on the, the loan growth aspect of it. But then within 18 months, they were three times better than their peers. I mean, three times better than national yeah. average. But, you know, it didn't It didn't take off overnight. It was an incremental growth where they had better conversations with their consumers. And guess what? They offer them more products and services. And the organization grew. And therefore, then my services were worthwhile because, ta-da, they changed. But it took an incremental, incremental growth. Mm-hmm. Now, if you took a snapshot of where they were, you know, at month one and then at month 18 and you go, oh, my God, look at these numbers, how they've improved – You'd go, what do they do? But in the meantime, it was all just incremental daily rinse and repeat kind of process, just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again.
1: So if, you, if you're if you trying to change that culture and one thing that it takes is a little work on everyone's mm-hmm. behalf, Right. what do you do when you get that pushback, when those employees give you the pushback? Because they're a little more accountable than they used to be, <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. and, it, and they're, the, work,
1: they're actually working harder
0: in a way. Right, they are working hard, and they're working different. Right. Because we are asking them. That's
1: probably better, yeah.
0: Because we are asking them to, you know, I used to tell you how to do this, Mm -hmm. and I used to tell you what to do, and now that's not the case. Now we're going to say, you know, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. So a whole different way of going about it. But that leads into, you you bring up a really great point, that pushback. And I just had a manager tell me this story recently on one of my coaching uh, conversations with their team, and he said, you know, he had disciplined an employee, and he got some feedback uh, because, you know, when somebody makes a mistake at a department, you know, almost everybody knows. And then, yeah. you know, what the managers say. And in the old style, before he was taught to coach, he would just literally publicly tell, you know, hey, don't do this again. And he recognizes now that you really should probably do that in private and you should do it in a coaching style so they become aware and responsible. So he did. He, he did the conversation privately. Uh, the conversation went very, very well. The employee changed the behavior absolutely the outcome he wanted. But then the blowback was, you know, kind of the, you know, you just don't know when the, the boomerang's going to come back and hit you in the back of the head. And he was talking to another manager one day and the manager said, Oh, by the way, this employee shared with me that they don't think you're disciplining employees oh. because they didn't see you or they didn't hear that you would actually discipline this employee about situation X. So they're thinking,
1: uh, Gary, Gary, the employee, Mm-hmm. didn't get reprimanded for the mistake he made.
0: Right. And, you know, the manager is now going easy. So we've got yeah. Gary can do whatever he wants and the manager can get and is not even disciplining him. Right. And, you know, you just don't know. I mean, it just it's that it's that kind of a process that takes time. And so the manager told the employee that was complaining and he had he had the other managers back, which is an important key because yeah. he has a management team. You need to speak with one voice. But we're also going to talk about that with that management team. But the other manager did, in fact, have their have the managers back and he said, you know, I told this employee, we're going to a coaching culture. It's brand new. We've just started it. And I'm sure that's the process. And, and so then I asked the manager, I said, uh, you know, do you think it's important to go back and talk to that employee? And he goes, no, I really don't. And I said, okay, but do you think it's important to have that conversation with your entire team to let them know that you're going to manage differently. And he thought about that and he said, yeah, I probably should have that conversation. And so I said, okay, what does that conversation sound like? What's that conversation, you know, to your folks? Let's go ahead and take a moment and and do that. And he said, I'm probably going to get them together and say, you know, that we're going through a coaching style. And with that coaching style, I'm going to really be asking questions and involving you in the process. It's not going to be a situation where I just tell you what to do like I have in the past. And so do you have any questions about that and so he wanted to kind of open it up so that they because the reason they're pushing back is it's different
1: it's different right
0: you know and they don't understand mm-hmm. and when we when we don't understand and, and things are different we're like well why are they different and it's and, and that question that employee is asking is not a bad question that's a that's a great question because that's how they learn that oh by the way the culture is changing mm-hmm. we are doing it differently and those are none of those scenarios are bad they're just different mm-hmm. and so they've got to kind of step back and, and take a look at it and see how how managers or how folks are are pushing back in that regard
1: so did he is he going to go back to his employees and talk about that or
0: right i mean there's two follow ups we've got from the process that we're going to do you know as a group Uh, One is he's going to go back to his employees and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going through John Whitmore's book and we're going through coaching performance and I'm learning how to do this. And it's going to be a different style and a different process. And then we'll take him through coaching for breakthrough success with Peter Chi and Jack Canfield and, and walk them through that process. And so they'll learn more tools on that. But he's going to let them know, you may see a difference in me. I might have been doing things this way in the past guess what? I'm going to do them differently now because I've got a different style and a different approach to this process. Cause once managers really buy in and the thing that I love about this group is this management team really bought into the concept of coaching. They mm-hmm. really have adopted the concept. They've really adopted the tools and they're, they're fully embracing it. They're truly leaning in. And I just think that's such a great process uh, to be aware of for them to truly lean in and, and really embrace and absorb the process of coaching. I just love working with teams like that. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm t- when I'm working with management teams, and this is a very important key, and it, I've learned it the further I've gone into coaching, that I kind of measure it by the vulnerability, uh, the humbleness, and the authenticity uh, measures. I mean, the, the, the matrix. You know, how humble is the management team? Are they willing to say, I need to change? Mm-hmm. How vulnerable are they in meaning that I need to work on this or this and this, where they really bring to me real problems. And mm-hmm. you know, this manager did brought me a real problem. So how how authentic are they? How humble are they? And how vulnerable are they? And I think those are the three keys. And if and if I see a management team that scores you know on a scale of ten real high on those three categories, then guess what we're gonna make we're gonna make progress as a team. If they're not, if they're just giving me, I, well, how are things going? Oh man, they're going great. Yeah, uh, just going good. Good employees. Good employees. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're a manager Mm -hmm. managing and working with real life people they're coming in late they're not hitting their goals Um, they hung up on a consumer right a consumer came to the door they closed it in their face because they closed at five o'clock and they were there at five o'clock in ten seconds and sorry we're done you know or whatever you've got all of those events that occur and you have to have those conversations uh, with those folks. And so when they're saying to me, oh, it's just fine, everything's good, you know, I'm like, no. That's right. Time out.
1: Well, when someone does that, there's not a lot of the trust isn't built enough for them to be, well, we have this problem because they believe if they bring up a problem, mm-hmm. it's going to be bad for them. Right. Or look
0: bad on them. No, you're absolutely right. There's there's trust on two levels there. Yes. The one level is Uh, the trust between the managers who are on the call. Mm -hmm. You know, do they trust each other to have their back and not share this information? not sure they're there yet. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, do they trust me enough that I'm not going to sting them with this? Right. I'm not going to make them feel bad, look bad. You know, my goal is to make them look as good as they can and help them grow their process as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's until, and you're absolutely right. That's spot on. It's that trust level is the foundation of it. And, uh, with this team I'm working with here, I've worked with them on other projects, so they kind of know me, and they've, and so th- there's a, that trust level there. With this other group, it's a brand new process, and so it takes them a while to to get to that.
1: Now, could they have said, "Isn't it great he didn't reprimand the employee in front of everyone because you, of all people, would know
0: <laughs> it's not good to <laughs> spread everyone's uh, mistakes around?" Right, but you know, <laughs> in, employees are employees. Uh, employees. Our employees, because they rarely look at things at forty thousand feet. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a leadership role to look at something at forty thousand feet. So they're just doing their job. They, I mean, they're just yeah, they're just being people. And there's no, there was no negative intent. Oh, that's good. You know, there was just, you know, lack of understanding.
1: Well, okay. I some of the cultures I've been in, <laughs> you, you, you see negative I mean? intent. I've seen some negative intent. <laughs> so, the, so the idea is to coach in public and. I guess a reprimand is a coaching in a way because you're working on their development, but do that in private. Mm-hmm. And is it, that kind of the goal or the, the right process?
0: It all depends on the on the scenario of it. But he he felt like this scenario was one that he needed to do it in private. He's recognized that in the past he would publicly, you know, reprimand people, and people would know that by golly, you know, they got talked to. Mm-hmm. But he also wanted to be more respectful of that employee. But he also wanted to get... The thing is, in the past, we needed did reprimand. And he, he actually said this. He says, when I reprimand people in the past, I would just tell them. But he says, I'd walk away and wonder if they really, really understood. He says, now when I use the coaching culture and I ask them, what are you going to do differently given this scenario? And they answer it. Then all of a sudden, he's he's com- he's completed that, that communication loop. He knows that it, it's working.
1: Let me ask you this. Kind of pull your mind on this. Is the idea of reprimand, is that in your mind different meaning it was not just a mistake i didn't know but it was a, a real uh, derelict of duty in a way i don't know if you, you know what i mean the difference is oh he he made a mistake he just didn't know mm-hmm. i'm not so mad at him but he instead of he closed the shop early, or you know something along those lines
0: right yeah i mean that really irritates you if they close doors early and right and you've got consumers that come to the door and they mm-hmm. can't be there Uh, this person it was a scenario where the employee should have known but didn't do it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh and so he wanted to talk about that you know what was the scenario is i know you know this tell me why it didn't work why it didn't happen and what and what was the process but do
1: you see difference between the two type of mistakes oh sure and do do you would you you just basically coach the same way right
0: well do you have do you have a, like an example in in either one of those cases that are kind of the back of your head?
1: Well, I'm I guess I'm thinking if someone continually uh, came in late because okay. they didn't have their situation together, right? Which is different from, uh, let's say, uh, someone quoting the wrong rate on a product okay. because they didn't know,
0: right? So
1: both are problems,
0: right? But, but
1: one is. One is just, oh, okay, now I know what the right information is. And one is I'm not being responsible and trying to work on time.
0: Right. And, and I can give you two examples of that. And actually, I've got a coaching scenario for people being late. Um, this, this guy just continually was late over and over and over again with folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, the, the manager says, you know, tell me what's going on. What's happening? And what was happening is he had another part-time job would go home he'd be geeked up from working you know eight hours at one place then going to work for another four or five hours another place and then get home at midnight and was you know just geeked up and then it would stay up till two and then you know they sort yeah. of at work at nine o'clock and they would sleep till nine thirty, and we would probably all do that mm-hmm. and so then said okay um and anyway they had a long conversation about you know, what's your sleep pattern? What are you doing? How, how are you doing this? And, and literally ultimately they found out that he was taking too much melatonin and, Interesting. and literally just, you know, and so when they, when he cut that back to a reasonable level, because I mean they literally looked it up online and then guess what, then he was able to, to start to wake up and get to work on time and it fixed the problem. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a question of, and of course they did that scenario privately uh yeah. but but then they started showing up on time and then the other employees didn't know immediately that by golly this person was reprimanded, but then over time they saw the change of the behavior. Yeah. And that's the that's the key. Um and, and so coaching does work over time, it's not immediate. Yeah. And I'll give you an example of this. I've got another manager and they had a supervisor. And this supervisor was not performing well, and they knew it, and, and the manager knew it, the supervisor knew it, and everybody in the organization knew it. This supervisor is not cutting it. But it's one of those things that you just can't fire them right away. I mean, the supervisor had been with the organization a long time, uh-huh. tenured employee, been there over 25 years, you know, well-liked by everyone, great sense of humor, you know, a person you like, but not performing. And so this manager then worked with this person for a long time. I mean, it was probably a year and a half of coaching and working with them and trying to get them to where they're at and going, you know, should I just pull the trigger, whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a senior person, been there a long time, wanted to be respectful to them. But anyway, continued to coach them. And when they did, uh, they went back and, as they were coaching them um, and used some pretty significant matrices to say, are you hitting these targets? Are you hitting those? And they clearly weren't. And they knew that. And the manager knew it. And the supervisor knew it, not hitting the targets. And finally, a supervisor walked into uh, the office and said, hey, you know, I've got another job. It's not in this kind of industry. It's just someplace else, and it's going to fit me better. And, and then other employees came in and go, uh, this coaching thing works because they recognize that that person made the change because – before. Because they'd be
1: continually told, here's right. the things that this job requires. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And and they were being coached. Mm-hmm. And so another employee said to the manager, you know, wow, this is an example of coaching up or coaching out. And, of course, the manager wasn't going to say anything because it's an HR issue and says, well, you know, how's coaching? You know, so the end response was, how's coaching working for you? Yeah. And completely diverting the conversation. But the employee, you know, by the manager, by that employee saying that to that manager, that manager recognized they know that I did it. Right. You know, but it wasn't immediate. You know, it was almost 18 months. And there, there really is a
1: happy ending to that because that person found a job that fits them better.
0: Yeah. It, it was a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, the manager and that supervisor actually had conversations about that. What would you like? You know, if you could, you know, snap your fingers and do something else, what would you like to do? And then they took that to heart and they actually then found a job in that particular area. So now that employee is going to be much happier. They're going to be much more, Um, at peace with themselves and then guess what they're going to be able to hire a manager that's going to be better for that role Mm -hmm. but also that manager is going to know this is what i'm looking for in a supervisor this is what i want to find in that supervisor so that we can do a great job and so it was a win-win-win for everybody and a great example of successful Mm -hmm. coaching
1: now you mentioned earlier about a management team has to speak with one voice Mm -hmm. um what are the that's challenging if if they're peers and maybe even feel like they're competitors mm-hmm. um, how How do you coach them to work on that one voice?
0: You, you have that conversation. Um, you know you you mentioned a scenario where uh, we've had a situation and I, and I've had this situation where somebody of the management team said to an employee something that shouldn't have been shared from a management team discussion. Mm-hmm. and you know we basically said, hey, time out. Is that the right thing to do? Should we do that? How's the appropriate response? Um, you know, did that discussion need, did that need to be given to that manager, who that employee reported to, rather than someone else intervening and dealing with that issue from that manager? So, absolutely, when, when you want if you want the team to speak with one voice, you have to say we have to speak with one voice. Uh-huh and a lot of organizations don't say that but you have a duty of loyalty to your organization to speak with one voice if you're the management team mm-hmm. and you've got to make sure that you that you carry that out cuz you're you have a responsibility to your other colleagues but you've got a responsibility to the employees and that we've all got to speak with that one voice but i think i think the one voice concept is just a great uh, a great concept for all of us
1: well what makes me think of that is when you're parenting with somebody <laughs> you have to speak with one voice right and you make the decision to do that because it's better for the kids, right? Not, it's not easier, right? And that's a similar. Hey, mm-hmm. we need to speak the same voice so we can really right. help these people develop,
0: right? If if one spouse or one partner says you can't go to the park, and the other one says, "Okay, yeah, let's get the, let's go right. to bikes and go," and they're going, "Hey, no, we can't do that because we got to do the homework before to go to bed, and we got to take baths, and you know whatever the scenario is." that we can't do that. Now, it'd be cool to go to the park, but you can't. Right. And that's the same with a, another management team. You've got to also make sure you're speaking one voice so that you do, in fact, build that culture and that process in the the, the, the best way possible. So that's the good, the, <laughs> the bad,
1: the, and the ugly.
0: Right, of, <laughs> of, of uh, a coaching culture and employees either pushing back or accepting it. And then the other side of the coin is, too, just be persistent, recognize it takes time but it is incremental growth that can ha- have a huge impact on your organization and make it go in a positive direction. So if people
1: want to speak with either the good, the bad, or the ugly <laughs>
0: part of Roy Roland, <laughs> what, what should they do to contact you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what they can do uh, is just contact me at and uh, or we also have Coaching Manager University, and it's a program where we take folks through and Uh, We help them uh, learn how to coach. So this is actually a program where you go through a a couple of books. You've got me uh, doing the the overview of it, and and I teach folks how to improve their coaching skills. And I've got clients using it, and and they absolutely love it. They've said it's been very, very helpful to get a great sense of how to coach more effectively.
1: Excellent. All right. Thanks for everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Roland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.